Blog Talk Radio. I'm Marcia Nelson for sylviaglobal.com. I'm in Northern California today, and I'm talking with two out of five people from a very philanthropic family. Today's interview is part of a series I'm doing on child philanthropists. Today I have Hannah Button, 12 years old, right? Yes. Okay, and her mom, Diane. They're here from Hawaii. Yes. And uh, I want to jump right in because your family does so much that it's a little challenging for me to keep track of it. So let's sort it out, shall we? Um, Hannah, start by telling me where this cookbook came from. Special Delivery, Recipes for Food and Life. Um, well, when I was about eight, my, we found out my mom had breast cancer. And tons of people around the neighborhood, even a few people that we didn't even know, came in to give us food and ask if there was anything they could do to help. And we just loved it, you know, and how nice everybody was. And there were some recipes that we just loved and we begged for. And once my mom got over with her cancer, we were so relieved and we wanted to find a way to give back. And so we started trying to fundraise and eventually we asked the people that had given food to us for the recipes and we decided to put them together into a cookbook that we could sell to help raise money. So it became special delivery. Mm-hmm. And you're continuing to sell, that was four years ago that that incident started, and you're continuing to sell the book. Yes, we still sell them today. We just got them, where you can download them on Amazon.com. So as an e-book? Uh, is that right? Yeah. E-book? And then also people can go to Amazon.com and order the hard copy book. Yes. Okay. Um, and we will put the name of the book at the end of the video, too. Um, you are now doing projects that have gone beyond what you started with this. You were trying to give back and help um, with cancer research was the beginning because of your mom's uh, crisis, health crisis. So tell me, take me a little farther forward into the future. What became your next big project? Um, I think... We started raising money for Africa about a year after. Um, there was this organization that one of the girls in my school ran called Ellie's Run for Africa. What was that? Ellie's Run for Africa. Ellie's Run for Africa? Yes. Okay. And every year they had this big run at our school, and it was a 5K run. You could enter for a fee, and we were all... And it was just her way of raising money for Africa, and it would be kind of a, almost a carnival kind of, just a weird festival that we all went out, and everybody got their faces painted, and went in the bouncy houses and stuff, and there were just a ton of different ways that you could contribute to help raise money, and me, my brother, and my sister just decided we wanted to do that in our own way, and we found out about an HIV-positive orphan in Africa named Moses after my sister had gone there with my dad and we decided we wanted to raise money for his orphanage. Mm. And how old was he then? 
he was two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just a little and, guy. Yeah. Just a little guy. And then he was just one of the one of the orphans that nobody, oh. none of the other orphans really played with. And Carly came there and just fell in love with him. Almost brought him home. Oh. And so she just took care of him while she was there. So. Tell me then what has happened with that um, that land that you now are raising money to support that has the orphans. Tell us about that story. Um, well, Mom and I, we've all become really close to the people running this orphanage. And a little while after, Moses moved to a different orphanage. And it was just for HIV-positive orphans to help them get the medicine they needed, to help keep them living a long life, even with their AIDS. And so we heard that they were in desperate need of more transportation because every time they had to go to their doctor appointments, they had how many? 49? 49 49 children at the time. And they only had one van to take them to doctor appointments, and they all just shoved their way in and... And those kids need their doctor appointments. Definitely. That was the thing keeping them alive. And so we decided to fundraise to buy them a new van so that they could be transported to doctors and wherever they need to go. Mm -hmm. And once we'd finished that, we decided to raise money to buy land for them to build a new orphanage. And once we did, it was four acres. We built a new orphanage on it. And... Wow. So... You say that so easily. So we raise the money, buy the land, we bought the land. But I bet you that took a lot of work. It did. It was, but it was a fun process. We had friends and family and just people throughout the neighborhood helping out, donating even. And through one of our friend raisers, one man gave us $49 for an orange. <laughs> That's a good mm-hmm. orange and a, and a good customer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I imagine you've done a lot of different things to um, do this. Yes, we've done from lemonade to hot chocolate and apple cider stands, done car washes. Um, we also sell the book at the farmer's market sometimes, mm-hmm. along with cookies, our famous pumpkin cookies. So this, yeah, this is what I have to do. I'm going to get this book today because I have heard that these pumpkin cookies are to die for. And I'm a baked goods girl. Mm-hmm. I like really good cookies. So the pumpkin cookies, yeah. that's the first thing I'm going to make out of this. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, I want to... Find out. Here's one thing I'm really hearing from you is that from the beginning, philanthropy was fun for you. It started with that sort of carnival, bouncy house uh, experience. And did that sort of put it into your mind that raising money for really important projects can be fun? Yeah, we didn't because all of our fundraising experiences have been fun and exciting. We had friends there and family, people to encourage us and tell us we were doing a great job and we always had each other so on those boring rainy days when no one felt like driving by our lemonade stand you had you we had, always had each other yeah to annoy and play yeah. with well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i think that's a really good point though mm-hmm. it's hard to do things on your own but when your the whole family is doing something together when it's a family project you get more energy and you get 
more perseverance. It's easier to keep going when sometimes you feel like in the moment, maybe this isn't what I want to be doing right now. But that's the secret to getting any project to be successful. You have to have a team that works well together and can keep each other motivated and moving forward. So yeah. I, I hear that your family does that for each other. Yeah, we've always had each other. We've definitely grown closer through fundraising. We've definitely learned what we really want to do, what we love, and what each other loves. I know that Carly loves Moses, and Jack just loves helping people in general. I definitely love the animal fundraising. And so we've all moved forward and encouraged each other through all of that. So you each have your, your particular interests that spark the passion for you. Yeah, we all do. We all have something in particular that we love to fundraise for, but we all fundraise together, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And so you love animals. Definitely. Me too. Me too. A lot of people watching you and listening to you are big animal lovers too, mm-hmm. so they're going to relate. And so, so over the years, part of the, the funds that you have raised have gone to support animals in some way. Uh, yes, there was one about a year ago, uh, my pony club and I decided to start fundraising. There was a therapeutic riding ranch that burned down, leaving only one of the six oh. horses alive. Mm-hmm. And so heartbreaking. Yeah. On so many levels. Mm-hmm. A big loss. And it burned down all the tacks, burned out the grass in the pastures too a bit, barn completely fell down, and all they had left was one large horse. And people were sending in riding supplies, but none of it fit the horse because he was huge. It's a big horse. So mm-hmm. we yeah. raised $1,000 to help them buy a new horse. And a few days later, after we had sent them the money and they'd received it, they got an offer for a great riding horse for $1,000, exactly. Perfect. Love it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, let's find out a little bit from you, Diane, because, um, by the way, I, I could talk with you for a long, long time. So what we're going to do is, in a few minutes, we're going to break and then do a second interview just with you because I want to go more in depth and it will give people an opportunity to get to know you even more mm-hmm. and what motivates you. And um, you can also talk about, as a, a, a kid who got into philanthropy early on, how parents or even kids who are watching your interview might want to participate and might want to help out, either mm-hmm. with your project or with some other project. Yeah. It was wonderful talking to Diane and Hannah Button. Be sure and watch part two. There will be three parts. Part two will be a continuation of the conversation with Diane and Hannah. Part three will be Hannah and I talking in depth about her experience in philanthropy. Be sure and watch them all. This is Marcia Nelson with SylviaGlobal.com.